Welcome to The Intentional Dad, the podcast for men and their families on a journey to embrace and fulfill the promise of fatherhood. It is December, and that means, yes, it's Christmas. Christmas is here. Uh, My name is Eric Manley, and I am here again with my bride and from both of us. Merry Christmas to all of you. And Merry Christmas to you, Mary Jo. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry early Christmas to everybody listening. I know you love this time of year. So many things about the Christmas season that kind of make you smile and bring a twinkle to your eye. Um, So what are some things that are kind of filling your heart these days? Yeah, right now I'm just really loving the decorations. Um, It seems like a lot of people put up their decorations over the last weekend. And so at the end of the day when I'm driving back home, driving through the neighborhood, I get to see a lot of lights out on neighbors' houses. And uh, that's just always a lot of fun for yeah, me. Yeah, there's just something really, it's it's just kind of innocent, but there's just, there's something really joyful about it. Yes. The, the festivity of that. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. we went, we put up our tree this weekend. We went, um, did something we had done last year for the first time as a family, and that was to go cut down our own Christmas tree. Yeah, which was a ton of fun. Yes. And yeah, it was so much fun. We we wanted to do it again this year, and um, it was just a just a really great experience. And um, I'm just really happy with how our tree looks, and just enjoying just the coziness yeah. of the, the tree next to the fireplace and in the house. I think the very first year we were married, I have a memory of going to cut down a tree just just for you and me in our apartment, and we haven't done it since until last year so decades <laughs> since right. we've done that uh we had a lot of good reasons for that i think but uh it was just a really cool experience and you know last year it was a winter wonderland we didn't have that this year but still it was it was just a ton of fun just to go out there with uh with all the family we were able to have all the kids together and go and share in that and then spend the afternoon decorating the tree and um you know things that i th- think I'd really missed for all those years. One is just the smell that fills the house. I, I just really enjoy the the pine filling the room um, and then the twinkling lights, of course, and all that. And so I share in your delight. I think uh, I, I think that it's certainly part of the fun for me to watch you delight in that, but uh, I feel that too. So yeah, we're in it. So Christmas is here. Uh, we're in full swing. We've kind of got the decorations up and some of the preparations are underway, which that's kind of something you're you're really, really good at. Maybe we'll talk about that more in a little bit. But anyway, um, thanks for joining me again today. Yeah. So we, uh, we are kind of picking up where we left off with our last podcast, uh, thinking kind of about the holiday season as a whole, right? So we, we had shared uh, some things that we have been doing and thinking about as a family as we've entered into the holiday season. And so our last podcast was kind of our first installment of that invitation. Um, And, you know, just kind of asking ourselves, well, how can we maybe bring a little bit of intentionality into the holiday season uh, to capture the goodness, I think, that we kind of all hope for as the holiday season approaches and we start to awaken to the promise of a new season and what the holidays might mean for us and our families. And, you know, that discussion kind of came about because it's not a given, right? And I think for so many of us, we start the holiday season with the, you know, a renewed hope for what it can be. 
And if we're not careful, we kind of get on the other side of it and look back and think, man, what happened? And it wasn't really the joyful and hopeful experience that maybe we had in mind at the beginning. So, you know, the question of intentionality is something you and I kind of started started talking about. Is what, what can we do? Um, are there some simple things that can maybe safeguard, you know, and, and point us in the direction um, yes. and, and capture some of those things? Yep. And so our first installment of that was the Thanksgiving challenge. Yeah. So we had two things that we did in November, right? Not right. necessarily not just uh, necessarily just Thanksgiving, but right. uh, but November. Yes, and it was right before Thanksgiving. Yeah, so we, we talked yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, we talked about it. And so we had two of them, right? We had the gratitude challenge and the generosity mm-hmm. challenge. So what you what do you think about it? Yeah, I I really like the gratitude challenge. That was the one where we each uh, came up with uh, one word each day about uh, our family members that uh, something, a quality about them that we are grateful for and did that over the course of five days so that by the end of the challenge, we had five words to describe um, each person. And then we shared that with each other on our way down to um, out of town trip for Thanksgiving. Yeah, we kind of had a time that was tailor-made for that because we we travel every Thanksgiving to where you and I grew up, which is just a couple hours away. And so we had the whole family in the car. Uh, and that was our time right there. We were all together anyway. And so we took the time to share what we had explored with God uh, as we kind of thought about that that idea of gratitude, what yes. we were grateful for in each other. And I, I thought that was, yeah. I, I will always remember that. I thought right. that was really cool. Yeah, it made for some really good family conversation. Yeah. Um, I know uh, some of us had trouble sticking to just five words. Okay, okay. Um, some of us more than others, that is. <laughs> All right, go on. Yeah, no. So, the, so the, the rest of us all sort of, you know, complained about the fact that it was really hard to stick to five words. And then, you know, when you pulled out your card, we realized, oh, you pretty much cheated and yeah. went with more like two hundred words. All right. But. Well, I I didn't just want to share the words. I wanted to share my thoughts and and heart behind it. Right. So I I gave everybody a little bit more than five words. It was. All right. It was it was a card that I wrote out to each and every one in of you. Very so. tiny letter. In very tiny letters. In very tiny. Anyway, so yeah. Well, maybe it was a little. We'll we'll get to it. But maybe it was a little bit of an advanced uh, gift for some of the challenges we're going to talk about today. But anyway, um, so yeah. So we did that, and then uh, we had the the generosity challenge. But we kind of took that in a little bit of a different direction um, because the generosity that that we wanted to steer toward was the generosity of presence. And there's so much about the holiday season that if we're not careful, busyness just kind of sweeps in and takes over, right? I mean, if you're going to have special moments with family, there's things that need to be done. So it's understandable that to-dos are a part of the holiday season. But without some intentionality, those to-dos just kind of gradually grow and grow and grow, and they just take over, and they kind of become what all of our focus goes to. Right, yeah, to-dos and distractions. Yeah. You know, thinking about um, events coming up or, you know, schedule over the holidays or just any number of things that can just distract our attention. Well, and coordinating plans with with family members. Right. 
you know, maybe even just a little creeping in of some expectations, you know, right. uh, along the way. And just all of that stuff adds up. Yes. And, um, you know, if you're not careful, again, you, you just find yourself getting on the other side of all of it. And you're like, what in the world happened? And what happened was busyness, right? Yes. Uh, and you just get swept away in all of those things. But if you if you take a little time, pause and recognize that that's a threat, well, we can kind of do two things at once. We can move away from that and move toward the things that we really do want. And in this case, I think part of the promise of the holiday season is the idea of presence with not not gifts. I don't mean that. Right. I mean like being with. Right. P-R-E-S-C-N-C. That presence. one. That yeah. one. Yeah. Presence with people that you love. Right. But that it requires some intentionality. Right. And so for November, we kind of wanted to set the tone with this idea of practicing presence with one another around the dinner table. And so that meant eliminating distractions. So no electronics, no whatever else might be a distraction. Just you and your family in the in the meal and uh, an idea to get some open discussion started, which is everybody kind of shares what's been going on with their day, share the story of their day with a high, a low, and a way to go. And so practicing that for do your best to do five days in a row, doesn't have to be a legalistic thing. It's still middle of yep. the school year, yeah, things we like missed, that. We right? missed one. We missed one. We ended up. We are five for six. We did five out of yeah. six, which was still beautiful, right? Yeah. And it was more than just those three questions. It led to just kind of this open, open discussion, which is um, just a, it's a really precious thing. And I, I cherish that that was right up front at the start of the holiday season because it's kind of putting in a practice of presence right away. So for anybody listening out there, I, I hope maybe that some of those challenges in November have been part of your holiday season. If not, uh, the other thing that we really worked to do in thinking through how we might be intentional is to not add these super complicated ideas. We wanted to think of what are some simple things that can kind of accomplish that two-edged goal of moving away from the things that threaten our holiday and what we want from it and moving toward uh, capturing the things that we do want. And so those felt like two fairly simple things to us. Um, yeah. yeah. And though, though we talked about them in November, right before Thanksgiving, and though they, they do have some overlap with Thanksgiving, they can be done anytime. So yeah. um, it's not too late to try those out and see if they might be a good, you know, good experience for, for you and your family. Yeah. So the invitation is still open, right? Yeah. So if you didn't have a chance to try that in November, well, try it now and, and incorporate some of this intentionality for yourselves. And, and, you know, we'd, We'd certainly love to share that with you and share that invitation. And again, late, a little later in the podcast, we'll talk about some ways that maybe you can um, kind of share that in in a larger setting by sharing your story a little bit. I'll get to that in a little bit. So um, that theme, I guess, that, that was a really important part of what we had considered together for answering that question of intentionality is the, the theme of busyness that is really such a prominent threat to the good things that are awaiting us in a holiday season. And it's, it's a, it's an ongoing threat, right? So, um, 
that was really what we wanted to focus on in November was that one in particular, you know, and there's just a lot of plans that people make and things that people do for the holiday season. There's, there's food, there's gifts, trips, time with family, all that stuff requires planning. So just know that we're not saying if you're a planner and you have to do's that you're kind of losing your holiday. It's not that of course it requires some planning, but at the same time, I think we can be intentional about keeping in front of us the things that really matter and why we're doing those to do's in the first place. Right. And it's because there's some things that we want. Right. So, you know, for sure, there's things that need to be done and that's going to continue. Um, but maybe with some thought that those things can be done, uh, without getting swept away in the busyness, right? Because we want to preserve the moments that we love. And so, yeah, being careful, um, it's, I think that was just an important part of what we considered for November. And I felt like we set the tone really well and experienced some of the blessing and benefit of that. Um, and as much busyness can be a threat to the holiday season, we start to feel that in Thanksgiving. I think we feel it maybe even more so at Christmas time. It feels like it just kind of starts to amp up. Right. A little bit more. Do you agree with that? Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, and people talk about it, too. They talk about, like, are you ready for Christmas? No, I'm not ready for Christmas. <laughs> you know? So there is, I think, a, I think a lot of people feel feel that busyness. And, yeah. Um, and and I, I, I think it's my experience that there's a little bit of dread. As some people say sometimes when they're, think, when they're asked that question. Yeah, I think sometimes. Um, you know, it can be right. I'm just right. saying it can, it can go that direction. If you're it's, not, if you're not careful, I yeah. guess, to keep it meaningful. Yeah. So busyness certainly is a threat. And so we're certainly hanging on to that with what we want to talk about today and where the invitations are going. But I think that at Christmas time, there's another one that uh, is good to talk about and think about is uh, again, intentionality is, is kind of this twofold thing. It's, it's awareness of what we don't want <laughs> And at the same time, I'm moving toward uh, what we do want in an intentional way. Okay, and so again, all the things that we do at Christmas—it's many things. It's it's food, it's hot drinks, bright lights, music, laughter, awe, um, memories. So many good things. Um, time for family, faith, and wonder. And just so many things that just in the innocence of the season are there and we, we sense it and we can feel it. Um, and maybe at the top of the list of one of the most prominent parts of a Christmas season and Christmas celebration is gifts. Right. Um, you know, I know, I know for me, going back to my childhood, obviously some of the, some of the best memories I have as a child are on Christmas. What was, what was Christmas like for you? Yeah. I, I mean, I think every, Everybody remembers being a child and kind of that anticipation of waking up on Christmas morning. Did you uh, sleep? Did you sleep on Christmas Eve? I, I'm sure I had trouble sleeping. Um, yeah. And I know, you know, my brother and I typically would, would sleep in the same yeah. room. You know, one of us would sleep in the other's room yeah. on Christmas Eve so yeah, that we'd that be together. Too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then so whoever woke up first woke up the other one and, yeah. um, yeah. and then, you know, raced down, you know, down to the, the Christmas tree to yeah. see. Uh, the presents under well, the tree. We, we didn't have a problem with uh, whoever woke up first because I was the kid who didn't sleep. 
if if I did sleep on Christmas Eve, it was maybe an hour. Right? So, you know, Christmas Eve for me was all at once the greatest night of the year and the the worst because yeah, the longest. Right? Oh, it was the yeah. longest. And it just it, <laughs> I just remember remember those long, long nights just watching the minutes tick by on the clock. And I, um, you know, I, I was the kid who would push a little bit to see how early I might uh, get my parents to agree that it was time to go down. And so I think in in the early years, I can remember, it's a dusty memory, but I think I'd actually actually tried to go in and get mom to say, yes, we could get up. And it was probably about four in the morning. So as you can imagine, it did not go really well. So I I learned pretty quickly that I couldn't do four. So uh, um, I learned to hang on an extra hour and I would try five o'clock a couple of Probably times. Probably still too early. It was still too early. I still got yelled at. And so as I got a little older, I still was not sleeping through the night, but we slept together too, me and my brothers, right? And so by this point, they were old enough. So I would wake one of them up and send them in half asleep uh, to to do the dirty deed. That's and get, a pretty and get smart big brother uh, You know, you just you, you just make sure that they take the hit, not yeah, me. You know? right. So, um, and their heart really wasn't in it. So that was also something that really disappointed me. But um, anyway, I was awake for the whole time uh, and just squirming with the anticipation and delight. And, um, you know, of course, the excitement was about the gifts. And, and you know, I think one of the gifts I remember the most is the, the Christmas morning I came down and there was a brand new bike under the tree, right? And just even now I can feel the joy of that moment of peeking around the corner as he came down the stairs and seeing that shiny bike under the tree. Um, so fond memories, right? And, you know, what, what we're, what we're talking about at Christmas is, uh, certainly not taking away from the joy of anything related to gifts. It is a recognition though, that I think it might be one of the ways that it's easiest for us to see what is an enemy to our holiday season. And it's this idea of consumption, Maybe maybe it's uh, easiest to illustrate what we're talking about by putting alongside it a contrasting idea, which is the idea of receiving. Um, consuming is something that happens to all of us. You know, it's it's actually really difficult to avoid if you're not intentional about it. Um, kind of has maybe this idea where some entitlement begins to creep in, or maybe even more subtly is. Uh, there is this potential for joy, something that we, many of us, know from fond memories as kids of what Christmas mornings were like. And as we get older, we enter into something like gift giving with that same hope. And But there's something else which we bring alongside that, which is the idea that it's up to us to kind of squeeze the joy and life out of something like that. Yeah, and, or maybe just a bit of a sense of taking it for granted or... Right. And and all of that has at its root uh, a longing, right? There's, there's life and there's love and maybe even a, a little sense of belonging in, in some of those, those memories of when the gift giving was, was pure and innocent. And the, the consuming mindset kind of comes in and it, it just subtly works its way in and and starts to rob. Whereas, you know, if we're, if we're receiving, uh, 
the only way we can have a posture of receiving is to have a heart of anticipation and some gratitude, maybe some delight. Those, those things that are just innocent childlike things, right? And you kind of put the two side by side and you can kind of see that at Christmas time in particular, yes, busyness is a threat and so is consuming. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because we started off um, this discussion of consuming and receiving by talking about gifts, but really, you're not uh, limiting it to, right. to gifts. It's it's an idea of um, just receiving, being ready for whatever uh, blessings and and you know joy comes our way during the Christmas season, rather than going into it with this consumption mindset of yeah. you know. Um, take, 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 or, take, take, yeah. or, you know, or just, just trying to white knuckle it and squeeze the life out of, out of things that are, that are there. Right. And sometimes that shows itself in just getting swept away by the to do's, you know, the idea being that everything has to be done just so to create the, the perfect outcome for our Christmas celebration. Right. There's kind of a consuming mindset in that. We just have to control what's happening and we just we're trying to seize, we're trying to take instead of just turning our hands over and openly receiving what what is there and what's available. Um, so yeah, I mean I kinda honed in on the gift giving thing because I think it maybe is the most obvious way. Yeah, well <laughs> that it's, that a, it's shows a kind up. of a kind of a illustration, I guess, or a yeah. Me- metaphor. Yeah. And Knowing that that might be the the most obvious way, that's kind of where we spent our time thinking about our challenges, right? What we were going to do to be intentional. Um, but you know, before we get into that, let's let's talk a little bit more about the gift giving. Um, you know, because I think that there's there's something within it that is it's really really good, and it's worth spending some time just thinking a little bit about what it what makes gift giving so special, right? What is it that brought us so alive? It just made us so alive when we were kids. What, what was the experience really about? Uh, was it about the things themselves or was there something deeper? And I, I would argue there's something deeper, something that carries on, you know, well into our adulthood of what is a promise in the idea of gift giving. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think I I mean when I think back to you know a kid opening up a present on Christmas morning, you know, they just have total surprise and delight about what they're what they're receiving and you know they um they may have asked for it, they may not, but somebody picked it out for them just for them um to to bring them joy and delight and yeah. they sense that. Yeah. And and being children, the the joy just bursts through, right? Yes. Um, but certainly, part of what they're experiencing is somebody really saw me, right? Somebody really took the time to shower delight over me, right? And so there's there's a knowing that is wrapped up in that pure unadulterated joy of a kid on Christmas morning, right? It's, it is, um, kind of deeply baked in. I think if you just step back and you think about what's really going on and what is, what are the ingredients of this joy? I think that's a huge one. Yeah. I, I really enjoy, 
shopping for our kids' gifts and, and you know, picking them out, even though our kids are older now, um, 21, 18, and 12, uh, I just enjoy picking things out for them because I feel like I know them so well. Yeah. Um, that I'm able to pick things that I know will delight them. Yeah. And that's just very fun for me. And you're really good at it. You are. And you do put a lot of thought into the gift giving. And so much of your thinking is coming from this place of, I know, I know my kids and I want them to feel known in what I give them. Right. Um, and for any of us who are parents, that is really our heart in the gift giving. And again, some people are really, really good at it. (laughs) I'm not, uh, I I struggle with it. I try. And, you know, over the years, it's kind of become a little bit of a running joke for us because, um, over the years I have had a few Christmases where I've been really excited because I knew I thought of something that was a special gift for you really. And I, you know, found the gift and bought the gift and, it has happened so many times, it's comical now, that somehow, some way, the surprise got ruined before Christmas Day. <laughs> it just has happened many, many times. So uh, there's there's a whole range of the gift-giving skill, right? Yes. It's not just in the thinking of, yes. of the thing. It's it's in uh, kind of preserving the surprise. Yes. And it, it's, it's not just for gifts that I've thought of for you. It seems like every Christmas I ruin at least one gift for the kids. It, it seems like it happens pretty much every Christmas. So Yeah. Well, you know, we don't have a lot of secrets as a family and that makes for good relationships, but it maybe doesn't make for good gift giving all the time. But so I try. I try. Yes. But I, I, I know I get laughed at a lot for that. Yes. But uh but you know, it kind of coming back though to to what's important about this idea of gift giving is I think it's such a good and precious thing. And it it really is at the core of what we hope gift giving will be. Um, bring in this enemy of consuming and all of a sudden what is something with a lot of promise and a lot of hope for something really beautiful to share with people that you know and love and something precious gets robbed. The emptiness of that is kind of what results, right? Is, is you, have, you have this hope for something pure and precious and in the end, this pure and precious hope becomes just an empty exercise. Um, you know, and it's felt in a lot of ways when consuming kind of starts to creep in, when busyness starts to creep in. Um, but again, I, you know, I think the one that is easiest to picture where that happens is the gift giving thing. And I know it's a struggle for a lot of people. And in fact, I, you know, had had a bit of a conversation about that with my brother recently. And he was just kind of sharing his own struggle with that and that the, the gift giving thing has been hard for him because of this disconnect, I think, that he knows what he wants in the gift giving. I mean, he remembers what that was like for him as a kid. And, you know, maybe... Uh, it's just been something that's been hard for him to experience for a while. You know, so we were just kind of talking about that. And, you know, here's the thing. I, I know he's not alone, right? And right. It, it really hit me uh, very recently, actually, is um, I was watching TV and there was an ad for a company that all they do is it's a website for buying handmade goods. 
And they finished there. I really wasn't paying a lot of attention to the ad, but at the very end, it really caught my attention because of what they said. They offered their tagline, which was, give gifts from the heart, not the shelf. I was like, oh, that's it. That's how a lot of people are really feeling about the whole gift giving thing. And it, it, it is, you know, it is a source of some difficulty for some people because of this disconnect they feel. And, you know, this company kind of captured it in their tagline. And so, you know, all of this, all of this is background for what the heart is in uh, the challenges that we're, we're going to share, right? Because um, that consuming mindset is what we want to move against. And as inviting as that tagline was, um, it is a cool thought to maybe think about gifts that are handmade. Um, even cooler is a gift that you hand make. Right. And so this this promise of gift giving, I think if if we step back and just move away from this idea that I got to go buy something from somebody and instead think about how you can take a piece of your heart and put it into a craft or some work uh, and make something with your own two hands for somebody, you can already begin to feel the difference between those two approaches to gift giving. Yes. And that's a good transition into our first challenge, right? Yeah. And there's going to be three three ideas, three yeah. challenges that you can do with your family, but the first one is just that, to make a gift. To make a gift, right? And you know, brainstorming some ideas here, Mary Jo, you know, I I know your dad, you um your dad is a very handy man. Um and one of the things that he likes to use is his lathe. Right. And so in past years, he has bought kits in which he could use his lathe and make pens for us. Very beautiful pens that he's made. And I have another friend who loves to work with a lathe who makes kind of one of a kind wooden bowls, Mm -hmm. among other things. He makes a lot of things, but that's that's one thing that he he makes as gifts for people. Um, You every year make delicious caramels which is not fair because I eat way too many of them and I'm not supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, it's only once a year, right? Yeah, once yeah. a year, once a year. Um, you know, but for people who aren't necessarily even that handy, um, it doesn't have to be anything super elaborate. I mean, this this can go any number of directions because really what the gift is, is in the making of a thing, the gift is your heart given right. to another person. Yeah. And the the knowing and being known that maybe we have not necessarily put voice to is kind of captured yeah. in something like that. Yeah. I've heard of people making little coupon books for, for other people of, you know, things that they will do for them. You yeah. Know, like, um, I will make you dinner or I will oh, yeah, walk yeah. your dog or, you yeah. know, whatever. Yeah. I haven't yeah. heard that idea in a long time. But, yeah, that is one. That's that's a, it's a beautiful thing. Um and, you know, taking it even a step further for those with really small kids, right, to, to share in that making of a gift with your children, that's, that's a double gift in that you're sharing your presence with your child on behalf of giving your heart to another person, right? So men out there, something that you and your children might do for your wife, whatever that might be, um, which actually is another part of our challenge. We'll get to, we'll get to that later. Some, some ideas about that, but, 
So yeah, the making uh, of a gift. And so, you know, just some ideas there to, to play around with. And, you know, again, emphasis is this does not need to be a super elaborate thing. If you have the skill, by all means, go elaborate, but don't turn this into this monumental to do, right? That's what we're working against. We're moving towards simple things. So this is intended to be a fairly, fairly simple idea that, uh, you know, hopefully most of us are starting to have some pretty good ideas what we might do about that. So make a gift. That's, that's one, right? And the second one actually is one that you came up with. Yeah, my, it's something my daughter and I did a few years ago. Um, so many of you this time of year have people in your lives who uh, maybe not, not direct family, but people who have a meaningful role in your life, like uh, your kids' teachers or coaches or maybe a neighbor or a special coworker. Uh, who you might be planning to give a little small Christmas gift to. Uh, but this year, along with that, take the time to write in a in a card a special note to that person, just expressing your appreciation uh, for them in a personal way. And uh, we're calling that the gift of words. And so this is similar. It's not it's not a huge difference from what we practiced in November and the five words of gratitude. Um, but subtly different in that um, maybe kind of thinking a little bit beyond your family. This is where you applied it, right? And thinking a little bit beyond your family, coaches, teachers, things that uh, or people that we tend to give gifts to as well outside of our family. And that's a prime opportunity to to do what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Maybe it's it's people that you very much appreciate, but that you just don't have a lot of opportunities to tell them exactly how much you appreciate them. This is this is a good opportunity it's for that. Good opportunity to do that. Um, and I started thinking a little bit about this too. And I, I had a little bit of just a slightly different direction that um, somebody might want to take this. Uh, and frankly, they're simple enough. Maybe do it all, right? <laughs> but I had, I had hinted, I, I think on the website, I don't remember if I said it in the podcast, but I, I had uh, hinted... Uh, that the five words that you did in the gratitude challenge last month to, to hang on to those because uh, I started thinking of what you said about the gift of words. And I thought, aha, this is a chance to take those words and turn them into a gift for those who maybe have a bit of an artistic bent. Um, you know, I guess the thought that came to mind was something a little, little specific in that, I know my daughter is very artistic, and one of the things that she's done over the years is pen craftsmanship, calligraphy. So it was my idea that to uh, kind of take her artistic talent and these words that we shared to turn that into some kind of calligraphy project as a way to share those words. Um, so it's kind of a combination of the two challenges of yeah. making a gift and, and the gift of words. So yeah, lots of people are into lettering recently, you know, lettering is kind of a whole artistic yeah. direction. Now, yeah. So, so those are, those are really different ideas, different directions to go. But again, the idea is to give a piece of yourself and to do that in a way that expresses what you appreciate about another person and do that maybe in a tangible way, whether it be a handwritten note, that you attach to a gift that you share with coaches and teachers, 
or to kind of take the next step with something you've already started with your with your loved ones and your family, um, as I'm suggesting. And maybe you have your own ideas brewing right now. Um, so, yeah, so that's two challenges, right? So one is to make a gift. The other is a gift of words. And the third one, um, you got to plug your ears. <laughs> yep, you're not allowed. So this is this is one I came up with. And, and men... This is a time for uh, for us to have our our own little powwow about what we might do this Christmas, and it is taking some time to set out an afternoon, maybe get your kids in the kitchen, tell mom to go off, read a book, sit back, relax, and you and the kids either make something in the kitchen, cook a, a meal, maybe or bake something for her, or if you're really ambitious, both. And to do that, uh, you and your kids, to do that for mom. And the idea of this project is start to finish, right? So you do the whole thing, which means that mom is also exempt from any cleanup. All right. So, so that's the whole idea. And it's an opportunity, men, for you to invite your kids into, into something where you are going together, uh, take some time together to serve mom and to, to love her and pour out your love in a very tangible way like that. And that felt to me like kind of the, the combination of all of the challenges, right? That um, you are giving of yourself uh, in a, in a very precious way uh, and expressing love through service to your wife. You are inviting your kids. So you're practicing presence with them as you do that. Uh, and then of course you sit down and you share the meal together and why not have a conversation starting with high, low way to go and just have that open time together and just being together. So, so that's our December Christmas challenge um, ideas that we have kind of worked on together, Mary Jo and I, thinking through what we might do to be intentional this holiday season. Because, uh, you know, we we just, we didn't want to get to the end of the season and look back and think, what in the world happened? <laughs> um, you know, at the, at the dawn of a dawn of a holiday season, it's, it's a renewed hope for, for really good things, joyful things, you know, and even now I think back on, so many wonderful memories over the years that we've had as a family. And I can remember some aspects of those holidays that were really stressful and robbed us maybe of, of some things that uh, otherwise could have been beautiful and wonderful. Um, and we just didn't want, we didn't want that. So, you know, we just asked that question, what does it look like to be intentional this year so that we can move against those things that threaten us, busyness and consuming, and move toward the things that are going to fill our hearts. All right, so so maybe one more time, the three challenges. Yep, to make a gift for someone. Make a gift. Give someone the gift of words. Gift of words. And I'll say the last one, since, <laughs> since okay. it might feel awkward for you, right, is for men to gather your kids plan an afternoon where you make something in the kitchen, either you cook dinner or bake something, bake a dessert, or if you're really ambitious, do both and serve mom with a whole meal and time around the table as a family afterwards. So 
So that is the intentional holiday in total now. And that includes, of course, what we had described in November and now here moving toward Christmas in December. And so we invite you to uh, not just listen to what we're doing, but, uh, you know, I hope you're receiving that what we're sharing uh, is is an invitation to you. And uh, however you may feel compelled to participate is a beautiful thing. If that's just something you want to take and go and do together as a family and share amongst yourselves, by all means, uh, just know that we we share in the joy of that with you. Um, there is a way, though, that you can maybe even take a further step in sharing the joy uh, with other families. And that is something that would be available to you through the website, theintentionaldad.org. And in November, I had put up uh, a couple of pages there where if you wanted to share some of your stories about what um, the intentional holiday challenges have been like for you, what that has meant for your family, you could take the time and comment on those pages. Now, the, the comments are open to paid members of the Intentional Dad community. So um, that would be a way that you could participate uh, through sharing with with others what your story has been. And so those November challenges are there and the pages are there for you to, to comment if you wanted to participate in that way. And soon the December pages will be there as well and you can participate uh, in the December challenges in that same way. So uh, that invitation is open to you. And again, whatever uh, is best for you and your family, just just know that we are sharing in the joy of that with you. Um, and speaking of sharing in the joy, um, I guess the other thing that the holiday season brings, uh, for me personally, and I'm, I'm guessing I'm not alone in this, is this is a time where I really begin to reflect on the year that was. And for me, 2022 has personally been a really special year. Um, and if you are listening to this podcast, you in, in this way are kind of sharing in part of what has been so special for, for me and my family. Um, the intentional dad and what we have now available on the website is just one of many things. This podcast is new in 2022 and it is all, uh, part of what we're offering now, um, as, uh, as a part of also having written a book. And so, all of that for me is a big part of what I'm reflecting on as I look back on 2022. And I share that with you because if you're listening right now, you are kind of kind of in the very beginning of what I hope becomes some, some really, really special things as we go forward into 2023. And um, I wanted to take a moment and say thank you. Thank you for sharing um, in these early stages for putting up with our uh, learning how to make some of these platforms work. Um, if you've been around long enough, you know that uh, there was a bit of a false start with <laughs> trying to offer some of these things through a platform called Patreon. 
And we launched that and learned pretty quickly that that was not going to be a good fit for the kinds of things that we wanted to do and offer. Um, so we pivoted. And so some of you were around for that. And now we are on a new platform. We have successfully launched now with several podcast episodes. Uh, we're offering articles uh, through the website. And what all of that is building toward is uh, a platform that I hope can become uh, a thriving community of men and families sharing in this journey of intentional fatherhood. And it really is something flowing directly from my heart in experiencing so much of fatherhood and the, the pain of isolation that uh, so many men experience and the weight of understanding that they have a divine responsibility and a sacred role to play and struggling to do the very best they know how to do to deliver and come through for their families and doing that alone. And it's something I know very well, something that I uh, have as part of my story and something I hope can change. And that's really what the intentional dad is. I, I hope that it is a source of encouragement and hope for men and families out there. And I hope it becomes a place that men recognize is safe and where they're going to find like-minded men and families that know how important fatherhood is and have a deep, deep longing to understand it and come through and deliver for their families. And, and that can be done. But uh, that is all beginning to unfold. And these little pieces we have in place now, the podcast, the website, all of that, uh, is there as the initial building blocks for, um, for those things to come. And uh, one of the ways that I am looking forward to uh, growing into this next year is um, the community aspects of what is offered through the Intentional Dad. Uh, one of the tools that is available and ready to use is something called Discord. And it's, it's a way for um, engaging in some ongoing private conversation. And again, that's something that's available uh, for certain membership tiers. Uh, and I, I think the thing I most want to point out within Discord is one uh, discussion thread in particular that is called I Have Questions. And that is going to be an opportunity for men and families to freely ask some things uh, about fatherhood, to put that to the community and to uh, have that as a platform where some of those discussions can be had. And even more than that, to uh, have the opportunity to do uh, some regular Q&A sessions live where we can engage in this journey of fatherhood together in that way as well. So that's just one example of something that I look forward to in 2023 as uh, a possibility of something to get off the ground in ways to experience community. So um, just a little vision casting there as I reflect on 2022, look forward to 2023. Um, and again, if, you, if you're listening at this point, you have been a part of all of that. And 
as we wrap up 2022, um, you know, again, I, I say thank you for being a part of that with me. And I invite you to consider uh, what might be next for you as, as you continue to take part in what we're sharing. And for, for some of you, uh, maybe you want to take that step and become a paid member and begin building and participating in this uh, this deeper community that's available. Um, and, you know, maybe some of you are, are not really thinking that a membership is the right way to go, but you do want to find a way to support what we're doing. Um, and there is, a, there is uh, on the website a way you can make a donation if that is something that God puts on your heart to do. Um, the content that we do provide is supported through things like that, through, through the paid memberships, through the donations. And so if that's something that God is stirring in your heart, um, just know that, uh, that, that I, I have a lot of gratitude for, for anybody who takes a step in, in moving toward support that way. And then, um, you know, the, the other things that I would ask that you continue to do is to, uh, to pray for what's going on and, and to continue sharing this with other men and families that, that, you know, all of those things are building blocks for what is coming in 2023 and for kind of putting a cap on what we've worked so hard to get off the ground here in 2022. So, um, with that, uh, I do want to leave you with one more thought for 2023. This is the last podcast of this year. Um, but it doesn't mean it's the last you'll hear from us <laughs> for this year, because shortly after uh, the, the calendar turns and, and we do launch into the new year, uh, that is going to come with another invitation. And that invitation is for uh, more challenges, really kind of seizing on the, the theme of a New Year's resolution. And... As you're beginning to think about that, I want to plant the seed now that maybe your New Year's resolution can be in the direction of making it the year of intentionality. Intentionality for you as a man and a husband and a father and women for for you as a wife, woman, and mother. Um, have a lot more to say about that, and we have some really exciting ideas for things to invite you into as you turn your attention toward a new year and the promise of what that can be. Um, so there won't be another podcast before the end of the year, but there will be some information about that. So keep an eye out for that. And um, I guess I guess that kind of covers <laughs> covers everything for, for 2022 and what we're looking back on and what we're looking ahead to for 2023. So um, I guess with that... Mary Jo, I guess we just tell everybody Merry Christmas, huh? Yeah, Merry Christmas and see you next year. See you next year and uh, may God bless you and your family very, very richly. <laughs>